So Money, episode 18, Stephanie Burns. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Welcome back, everyone, to So Money. I am your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. Thanks for joining me. Hey, ever wonder what it's like to be on the Wheel of Fortune? Meeting Pat Sajak and Vanna White and maybe even landing on bankrupt? Yikes. Well, my guest today has so been there. A Midwesterner at heart, Stephanie Burns is the founder and CEO of Chic CEO. It's an online resource for female entrepreneurs, and it brings how-to information, tools, and community to women starting businesses. Stephanie has also launched a new podcast recently called The Top Three for Entrepreneurs, and it offers the top three best tips, tricks, and tactics from today's most successful entrepreneurs. Stephanie has a background in brand building, media buying, strategy, and entrepreneurship, and she's had wide experience with an eclectic portfolio of industry, so she is well-suited to bring this information to the masses. After being a contestant on the Wheel of Fortune, she used her winnings to launch Chic CEO, and just six months after launching, Chic CEO was named as one of the top 10 entrepreneurial websites for women by Forbes, and every year after. Stephanie's vision for the company is to have it become the number one resource for any woman who wants to start a business and follow her entrepreneurial dream. And I'd say she is well on to that goal. And folks, I have to apologize in advance, all right? My audio during this interview was getting picked up by my laptop, not my microphone. And so you may notice that my voice is a little more echoey than usual, and I Don't think it's going to ruin the experience for you, but I just had to point it out because I think you might notice a difference and then you might be wondering, what the heck happened? Well, it was just a rookie mistake from this podcaster and I apologize. Hopefully it won't happen again. But um, like I said, it it should not disrupt the experience. In fact, I think this is one of my best interviews with Stephanie Burns. Here we go. Stephanie Burns, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Likewise. And so I understand you have also launched a podcast. How's it going? It's going really well. I'm actually really, really excited about my podcast. And I don't know if um, you're the same way, but when you put something out into the world, like a podcast or a business or anything like that, you you kind of had that cringe factor where you're not sure if everything's right or if everybody's going to like it or, you know, it's kind of like, you know, putting your baby out in the world. And, um, this project is, is so much different than anything I've ever, ever done. I'm really excited about it. And that's, it's not all perfect, but, um, it's, it's, it's the content's awesome and I'm actually really proud of it. So it's a, it's been really fun. It's called top three and it's the top three tips from, uh, successful entrepreneurs from all over the world. And I was so excited to have you on the podcast to talk about your top three tips of when, um, she makes more to coincide with your amazing book. And, uh, we talked to entrepreneurs like John Lee Dumas, top three tips for 
creating a podcast and Pat Flynn top three tips for creating passive income. So it's a really fun podcast, really great content. And I'm really proud of it. Well, congratulations. I know of course that it's, it's no easy job producing a podcast and absolutely you're putting yourself out there being vulnerable, being imperfect, but honestly, that's what people want. You know, they want the real Stephanie Burns. And so I'm really proud of you for doing that. And, and everyone listening, definitely subscribe to the top three. I'll put some links up on uh, so many podcast.com so people can find it readily and subscribe. So now beyond the podcast, of course, Stephanie, you are a, an Uber entrepreneur. You are the founder and CEO of chicceo.com, which Forbes has praised as one of the top 10 websites for women, women entrepreneurs, millennials. Um, how's business going in 2015? It's going really well. Um, you know, Chic CEO has been such a wild ride and we are now up to 75,000 uh, female entrepreneurs in our network. Our social uh, platforms are are growing day by day and it's a, it's been really interesting to watch the company grow, but more importantly, the entrepreneurs that we serve grow. And uh, women are starting businesses at a rate of 1,200 per day. So 1,200 wow. women-owned businesses are started every single day. And I'm really happy to provide a resource for them so that they can get their questions answered and, and get on with, with life. Um, you know, we have women in Dubai and Costa Rica and Canada and Florida and, you know, New York. Um, that you Sheik CEO to help them get their business started. I was talking to one woman. Uh, she said that she had been researching how to get a business started for eight months wow. and then found everything she needed in 20 minutes on Sheik CEO for free. So right. it really is, <laughs> no, it really is about getting your little, you know, your startup questions answered so that you can get to the good stuff. So you can get to the stuff that you're good at. Um, so yeah, Sheik CEO is going really, really well. The um, it's kind of taken a, a new turn this year. I'm, I'm a little more front and center with the business, whereas I had really put the brand up front for the last few years. Um, and I'm being a little more vocal, a little more, more forward facing personally within the brand. So that's been kind of fun, um, stretching myself, but yeah, it's going really well growing day by day. What do you see as the biggest concern women entrepreneurs have when they're just starting out in terms of whether it's funding or finding resources or the legal uh, paperwork, contracting, things like that. From your purview, what is the biggest concern um, and the most common concern? It really isn't about any of those things. Mostly the biggest concern that I see with female entrepreneurs is that we're so afraid that we're going to do it wrong and that we're afraid we're going to do it all wrong. We're going to do the legal wrong. We're going to do the financial part wrong. We're going to do operations wrong. We're going to do branding wrong. Um, and that's really what I see um, <clears throat> female entrepreneurs getting themselves worked up about, which is paralyzing and ends up making them just stop. Um, typically, women are more risk-averse than men. You'll see men jump into to things a little, a little faster than we will, and women... Uh, we tend to like to have all of our questions answered before we make a move. So that's why Sheik CEO is so great, is that all of your questions and answers are in one spot. You can you can comb through it all, you can read through it all, and then you can make a decision. Um, so the, the biggest concern that I see is that women are just afraid they're going to do anything and all of it wrong, which 
you know, sometimes that's going to happen, but most of the time it's not. Uh, you know, there's there's really not a whole lot of things that we can do wrong. Um, we might make little mistakes here and there, but then we learn from them, and then they're really not mistakes. You know, they're they're learning points and data points for us. So it's really getting over that fear of doing everything wrong, um, finding the resources that you need to make sure that you um, are informed so you can make a decision and not get paralyzed in fear so that you don't get started. And I understand that for you personally, starting Chic CEO, the turning point was when you won on Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> yeah. I dug that up and I need you to tell me about that because it just sounds like such a unique experience and, and journey. It was. I, um, you know, I, the, the impetus to starting Chic CEO was my, it was about 2008. All of my girlfriends were getting laid off from their, their jobs and they were starting small businesses on the side so they could pay their bills. And they kept asking me how to start a business. And I, I had no idea what to tell them. I had no idea why they were even asking me. And they said, well, you're getting your MBA right now. Aren't you, aren't you learning how to start a business? And I said, no, I'm learning high level concepts like economics and statistics and global marketing and strategic management. I'm not learning, you know, go down to the courthouse and get this piece of paper and become this legal entity and save this much for your taxes every year. And so I started looking for a resource for them and I couldn't find anything I liked. Uh, so for grad school, I decided to create this resource built around them. Um, so I built the website or I built the uh, business plan. And then um, in 2009, I got laid off just like they did. So I started working on the business plan. Um, you know, I wasn't working and living off of savings and I was working on this plan. Well, in the middle of that, I had gotten a note that <clears throat> I was invited to audition to be on the Wheel of Fortune. And my brother and I, it was it was family week, so you had to go on with a family member. So I asked my little brother to come audition with me, and he is one of the most charismatic, funniest people you'll ever meet. So I knew if he were there, they would cast him in a second. And of course, they did. So we went on the show and we lost everything. We bankrupt every time, lost everything. <laughs> and on the very, and of course, Pat Sajak loved my brother because everybody loves my brother. Um, the very last spin on the final round, you know, they add a thousand dollars to um, whatever Pat spins for each letter. And he, the man with the golden arm, he can put that wheel anywhere. He put it on 5,000. Oh so every letter is $6,000. We got two letters, the um, puzzle was hard. You could hardly tell what it was. And all of a sudden my brother yelled out Dalmatian puppies and we won $12,000. <laughs> and I knew, I knew right then and there that I was going to use my half to uh, get this website built. And that's what I did. So there's lots of different ways we can find startup capital. Let's talk about money since we're here on the so money podcast. I want to start by asking you, Stephanie. Uh, oh, by the way, let me digress for one second. I heard Pat Sajak has the biggest, largest head. Is that true? Tiny body, big head. <laughs> he is a tiny, right? tiny man. <laughs> okay, I just had to say that. I had to confirm because my husband says he's run into him in the past, and and that's all he he remembers is tiny body, huge head. So yes, I guess he's that a little. For TV. He does, and he it kind of looks like a lollipop. And Vanna White is teeny tiny as well. Oh I mean, gosh. she they are like tiny little people, and. Yeah, so they both had risers that they stood on, and it was fun. Such a cool story. Okay, sorry about that. I had to digress for a second there. But let's go back to why we're here and just talking about 
your financial journey, your financial mantras, wins, failures. Let's start with a financial philosophy that you, Stephanie Burns, incorporates in your life, in your business, helps you make healthy decisions. If you had one mantra, one philosophy, what would it be? Negotiate everything. <laughs> I negotiate everything. In terms of, of business and, um, you know, life, I, I grew up um, and going through college, just like all of my friends, thinking credit cards were, you know, the greatest thing that ever happened to me and shopping and getting myself into um, a lot of credit card debt. And so that um, hole that I had to dig myself out of and, and currently still digging myself out of, um, I didn't want to spill over into my business. So Chic CEO has zero debt. Um, we don't have credit cards. We don't have lines of credit. We don't have investors. So um, when we when we make a purchase, it is because we brought in the revenue to do so. Um, I think in the beginning, and it's this isn't true for all businesses, but um, you know we work really hard to make sure that we're not spending money needlessly. Um, and so I'm very frugal with every dollar we have, every dollar we spend. I negotiate everything. I um, barter. I do everything that I can to make sure that expenses stay low because um, I don't want to put the company, uh, the, the credit card debt I put myself in, in college by shopping scared me enough to, um, to make sure that I wanted my company to be healthy financially. So that's, that was, that's my biggest takeaway, my biggest learning and, and what I pulled into, into the company. So can you give us an example of a negotiation that you, um, that you were successfully accomplished? Having a platform is, is probably the best way that I've been able, or the best leverage that I've been able to, um, use in negotiations and it's taken a long time to get there. So, um, Awareness for another company in exchange for services is usually um, something that I'm able to do. Uh, negotiating media. A lot of people don't know that you can negotiate media. Um, that if so, if a radio station or a website wants you to advertise on their site, that that all of that is negotiable. So um, you know, if if you want to put, say, you want to put a two thousand dollar ad on a a popular website or <clears throat> an ad package or something like that, you can ask for added value in the same value. So if I were going to go into a media negotiation and I wanted to place an ad somewhere, um, and I said, listen, my budget's $2,000. What do you got? And they'll come back to me and say, this is what we can do. And I'll say, okay, well, I want to see another $2,000 of added value. We'll see if this works. So, you know, don't be afraid to ask for more when you're negotiating. Um, and for us, media or awareness, that's a great place to start. And it's, it's all negotiable. So, uh, don't be afraid to just, just ask for, for a little bit more. What's the worst that's going to happen? They'll say, sorry, we can't do that. I think the fear in negotiating, at least for, uh, for novices <clears throat> is that you're worried that the deal is going to go away. The other side of the deal is going to drop off. I mean, the, the, the beauty of, knowing when it's, you know, when it's the right time to negotiate because you've got the offer, right? They mm -hmm. like you, they want you, they want to work with you. Um, they want to go into business together. So it's not like they're going to just throw everything off the table just because you're asking for more or better. Right. And the, uh, you know, something to always be aware of too, is educate yourself on 
negotiable things. A lot of people don't know that you can negotiate media. Media buyers and media outlets are ready to negotiate with you. Um, you know, just like when we go in to buy a car, you know that you're going to haggle. You know that there's going to be some negotiation. That is understood between the two of you. You don't want to take somebody for everything they've got. That's not that's not a fair negotiation. Nobody feels good at the end. The work isn't good between the two of you. Um, you want to make it a fair deal. But uh, you certainly, if you're starting out and you have a small budget but you need awareness, um, you know, you can go to, to these media outlets or, or <clears throat> almost anything else you can uh, to see, see what you can get for the, for the little amount of, of money that you have. And you're going to be really surprised at what, what they come back with. Truly. Sure. Yeah. And this applies to those who want to negotiate a salary raise. They're negotiating the sale of, a, of their home or buying a home. You know, it, it pays to know what the other side values and what the other mm -hmm. side um, can be flexible on. So that's a really great tip. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Okay. Next question kind of takes a step back, you know, because your philosophy on life and, and money is has so much to do with the power of negotiating. Where does that come from? I mean, what if you have to go back to your earliest money memory, um, the memory that really helped to shape and perhaps transform your financial vision as an adult, what was that memory and, and what happened? Take us there. Ooh, great question. Well, I guess I can um, take it back to, to negotiation. Um, because it is something that I'm, I'm very good at. When I was starting out in my career, I worked in a casino and, um, I was very young. I was straight out of college and I was working as the advertising manager for a casino here in Southern California. I knew nothing about gaming. Truly. I knew nothing about marketing or advertising because I just graduated from college. And here I was with this, um, huge budget and, uh, my, the VP of marketing, Really, he was a stickler for every single penny because every single penny saved meant his bonus was bigger. So <laughs> my job, you know, um, was to make sure that we got the most bang for our buck. And uh, I just sat and watched him negotiate these big deals, huge deals, and picked up a few things along the way. And then once I was able to um, learn some of these things, I was able to take them on and then start trying them out as I was doing negotiation. So once I left the casino, um, and, and by negotiating, he negotiated everything from printing our collateral to any of our media to um, when we bought cars to give away for you know slot tournaments and things. So I, I had gotten a new job as a media buyer for, um, an agency here in San Diego and my budget, my, my spend was a million point two and I was 25 years old and I was spending over a million dollars in media. And, um, because he had been such a cutthroat, um, <clears throat> negotiator, I went into all of these new deals with the same attitude mentality and got my, my clients over a million dollars of free media. And so I basically doubled their budget thinking this is exactly what, you know, the pro probably the person before me did. And they had maybe gotten 20 grand worth of added value the year before. And now they were getting a million. So I saw the value 
of what I was able to bring by just having this this new skill set. So that was um, seeing how it helped my clients, seeing how it helped my the company that I was working for, and seeing how it's helped my my business now has probably been one of the most valuable lessons I've been able to take with me um, in terms of in terms of money and um, how it's helped my company. See, you're always good at game shows and gaming. and <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, let's talk failure. As a, an entrepreneur, you know that a lot of success stems from failure. What was your, perhaps your biggest financial fail that you're willing to share, and what did you learn from it? Oh, biggest financial failure. I got some really bad advice to... Um, Cash out my 401k. <gasps> mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I can't believe I admit I'm admitting it. Years ago. And who told um, you to do that? Let's call them right now. <laughs> a financial advisor. Oh no. Actually. What in their honest to goodness mind thought that would be a good idea? At the time, I was I was very, very is the very beginning of me creating um Chic CEO. And uh, we were just a few months in, and I was trying to work full-time, have the company, um, and so it was a means of letting me uh, sleep at night, basically pay my bills and um, work on the company, which is what needed to happen. Um, but yeah, it, financially, it, it put me in a, in, in a difficult place. <laughs> that um, I'm still working out today and I would not recommend to anyone else to ever do. Right. Um, at the time, you know, and, and what you just said earlier was really interesting and, and I think exactly where it came from, it came from a place of fear. You know, what if, what if I can't pay my bills? What if I can't pay my rent? What if I can't, um, you know, pay my car payment? And what if my dream of this business goes by the wayside because I can't, 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 can't. And so, um, I made a split decision right then and there, um, that impacted me financially for a long time. So, yeah, I mean, it was, um, it was a lesson. It was a, it was mm -hmm. definitely a learning lesson. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, once I, once I saw the ramifications of what, what it did. Um, well, you know, the only good thing is that if there is a good thing. It's that it happened earlier in your adulthood as opposed mm -hmm. to, you know, close to retirement. So you have a lot of time to make up for that. So, right. Which I'm doing. Let's turn it around, Stephanie. Let's talk about good times. Let's talk about a so money moment, you know, where you had a financial win and it could have been either you got in addition to that wheel of fortune prize winning, <laughs> what was another moment in your personal life or in your career where you felt really financially proud of yourself? When I first started Chic CEO, I was only relied on advertisers and um, wanted to make sure that everything on the site is free and everything on the site is still free. But after a couple years of, you know, providing all of this value to our, our subscribership without getting any reciprocity from, from them in terms of monetary value. Um, I felt burnt out, really burnt out. And I started the company with the intention of 
providing value for them. Um, and, and that's what I had done, but I was suffering. I wasn't making the kind of money I wanted to make. I wasn't getting the time to myself, the free time or, um, doing the things that I wanted to do. And I've basically started feeling like I was working for free. And, um, finally my partner and I at the time sat down and thought, you know, we have thousands of, of women here in our network that aren't, um, that are using everything that we've given them for free. We're busting our butts trying to get advertising, um, again for them. What can we do to provide them value, extra value and have them pay for it? So that's when we created our first membership program and it was so successful that Jody and I were able to give ourselves, um, a decent salary strictly from that one program. It came strictly from that one program. So everything else that we were making in advertising dollars was just butter for the company. And it was recurring. It was, you know, came every month. We expected it and it really lowered our stress levels and then made more importantly, it made that reciprocity between us and uh, our community um, even better. And the, the, the relationship that we had with them was even better because it was only 20 bucks a month. It wasn't like we were saying, Hey ladies, give us 200 bucks a month for this information. We're giving you extra in-depth information for 19 bucks a month. And, um, you know, it really, it really did wonders for our morale, for our bank account. Um, but it was really hard to ask for. It was really hard decision to come to, to say, can we ask them for money? Can we ask them to pay? Um, and I think that's an internal issue that we had to struggle with. And then I think a lot of in- business owners, especially women, struggle with in asking for monetary value for, for what they put out into the world. So that was a big win for us. Yeah, totally. All right. Let's talk about rituals. From a financial standpoint, what is something that you do that you consider a money ritual that helps to keep your thinking straight or at least helps you to keep, you know, your money where it needs to be? That's a good question. I, I don't know if I necessarily have a, a ritual per se. Um, it just really comes back down to I'm not going to spend a dollar if I don't make a dollar. So, um, you know, it's really important that we focus on revenue and bringing in money if we feel that we need to spend on something. So, um, you know, we don't, like I said, we don't have investors and we don't have debt. And, and that's a way that we could go um, and and get money if, if I ever needed it. Um, I'm sure, you know, that's that's available to us. Uh, but I'm, I'm really the mindset that, that I'm not going to spend I'm not going to spend unless I have it, unless I've made it first. So I'm not sure if that's really a ritual, but it's kind of the, the rule that we follow. Sure. Yeah. I mean, in your personal life, though, you do you use credit cards? Not anymore. No. <laughs> Wait, so let me get this straight. You are a completely cash-oriented yeah. spender. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm still paying off credit card debt mm. for sure, um, but... Yeah, I've I've completely gone off credit cards, and I only I only spend cash and um, you know, building my savings and and those kinds of things. So 
I really learned my lesson in, in getting myself into debt, um, in college, not being informed and not, not getting educated financially in my, in my twenties that are still impacting me now in my thirties. Okay. We are almost done here, Stephanie. You've been so much fun to listen to. And I've got a few kind of, um, quick paced questions for you. Kind of give me the first answer that comes to your mind. Um, I'd like to end the interview on these, um, spontaneous Q and A. So here we go. Okay. If I won the lottery tomorrow, say a hundred million bucks, I would, um, buy a house. That's a big house. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing that I spend on that makes my life easier or better is my housekeeper. Ah, I love her. (laughs) (laughs) I never want to give her up. (laughs) I'm so glad to hear you say that. Honestly, your time is probably worth a lot more, right? You know, Mary Kay Ash, the founder of the Mary Kay Company, said, um, which when she started it, what was in the 50s or 60s, something like that, she told the women selling Mary Kay to get a housekeeper, which was kind of unheard of. She's like, you can't be spending time on dime work when you need to be making dollars. And that always stuck with me. And, um, you know, for a long time, I was crazy about cleaning my own place. And now, now with Maribel, I love her so much. And it's worth every penny to have her come in and and clean my house. So thank you, Maribel. I love you. So next question, my biggest guilty pleasure that I spend a lot on, probably too much, <laughs> is my eyelashes. I'm allergic to mascara these days. They're, every time I try a new mascara, something, it's its really, I'm getting allergic to it. And I'm my eyes are watering and itching. And when I don't wear it, I feel great. So I decided to go get eyelash extensions. And then I don't have to wear mascara anymore. And, um, Yeah, they're expensive, but they're beautiful, and I love them (laughs) a lot. Awesome. Okay. Now, next question. One one thing I wish I had known about money growing up is? The damage you can do with credit cards. Mm -hmm. When I donate money, I like to give to because? I like to give to Employment and Community Options. They're a nonprofit that I sit on their board, and they help uh, mentally disabled adults find work in their communities, and they also have micro-enterprises. So... Um, they're mentally disabled adults own their own small businesses, which is obviously super near and dear to my heart. So I give it to them and I give them my time. And finally, Stephanie, I'm so money because I'm pretty transparent. I'll tell you anything. (laughs) (laughs) Open book. Which must make it very easy to negotiate with you, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for being an open book, for being the leader and the advocate that you are for female small business owners and entrepreneurs everywhere. We will be watching you. We wish you continued success in the new year and everybody subscribe to the podcast. It's called the top three, right? Yep. Tell us where else we can find you. Obviously chic-ceo.com. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So chic-ceo.com. I um, am building my personal website soon, which will be chic.ceo. Um, and that will be up soon. And yeah, you can always email us at hello at chic-ceo.com. My podcast, the top three for entrepreneurs. And um, yeah, come find us on Facebook or Twitter or anywhere you can. We're here. All right. Thanks so much, Stephanie. Happy New Year. You too. 
thank you again to my lovely guest, Stephanie Burns. Chic-CEO.com is the website. Please check it out. I think it's a fantastic resource for women who want to start their own businesses or women who are currently entrepreneurs and want to tap into a resource that is rich with information, advice, community, chic-ceo.com. And once again, her podcast is called The Top Three for Entrepreneurs. Do check it out. And as always, I want to hear from you. Please send me your questions and your thoughts. Hop on to somoneypodcast.com and click on Ask Farnoosh. Submit your question and I will read it and I will hopefully answer it the following weekend on So Money. Thanks so much for joining me, everyone. I hope your day is so money. Money.